Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. A wild ending to the Red Sox and Rays series, an equally crazy Monday night football game, plus why John Gruden leaving the Raiders was the only option. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. No one was picking the Red Sox to win the ALDS against the Tampa Bay Rays. And after letting Tampa back in the game, the Red Sox found magic in the bottom of the ninth. Here to break it all down, Locked On anchor Daniela Bruce with Locked On MLB insider Gordon Beckham. That game did not disappoint. It was a roller coaster of emotion between Boston and Tampa Bay, but the Red Sox coming out on top in the bottom of the ninth, a walk-off, sacrifice fly. Just give me your reaction to what just happened in that game. Yeah, all I know is Fenway was rocking tonight. I mean, I can't imagine being there. Um, It was fun to watch it on TV. I can't imagine being in the stands. It was uh, a great battle. Obviously, Red Sox got out on top, and then, Rays came soaring back. I mean, it was just unbelievable to see them come all the way back. Uh, showed a lot of heart and grit. And then the Red Sox are just too much. They're playing really good baseball right now. The Rays definitely didn't make it easy on the Red Sox. As you mentioned, they staged a pretty nice comeback. And the game could really be split into two. The Red Sox come out with a 5 nothing lead. The Rays come back. What was the turning point for you? And what exactly did the Rays do to put themselves in that position? Yeah, the Red Sox jumped out to a really, really good lead. Obviously, the Devers three-run home run. They had some other stuff. But the Rays just didn't quit. I mean, that was just the most amazing thing to watch because I think if somebody had turned off the game, they'd be like, all right, it's over. And then all of a sudden, you turn it right back on, and the Rays were kind of climbing right back in. And I think that uh, Franco hitting that home run really turned the tide. It gives a little momentum back to the Rays, and all of a sudden, they start scratching out some runs. Um, A great job later in the game with those uh, two doubles – uh, or excuse me, two doubles and a single to get them uh, back tied, but it just wasn't enough. The Red Sox were feeling good. Uh, they got out of a jam, you know, got some really cheap outs uh, for the for the Rays in the, in the top of the eighth to get uh, to the bottom of the eighth uh, tied. So uh, great job by the Red Sox bullpen to, to keep them close right there at the end. Gordon, the Rays are, are a good ball team. They went to the World Series last season and eventually lost to the Dodgers, and they were actually waiting for their opponent to find out who they were going to play. The Red Sox came into this series with all the momentum after beating the Yankees. Just how important is that momentum when you head into a playoff series? Yeah, I talked a little bit about it before. I mean, when you when you have momentum going into these certain series, it really seems to like kind of catapult you forward. So they beat the Yankees in a play-in game. They keep playing, right? I mean, they only had a day off and then a game. So it's just like regular season. And then the Rays are sitting at home, and they, they basically sit there for three straight days, which you never do during the season besides the All-Star break when everybody needs a rest. They come in, they win the first game, and, I mean, everybody's like, okay, well, they're right back where they want to be, and the next thing you know, they lose that momentum, you know. Uh, the the Red Sox have got it. They feel they look like they feel good. They've got their pitching back. I mean, you know, Chris Hill didn't have a great outing the first time through, but he's a stud, and he's going to come right back and do some really good things. So um, I'm glad that my prediction uh, actually paid off because I was I was kind of grinding there for a little bit. Um, but uh, it was it was great to see the Red Sox just, just battle through and, and kind of – Take one, take a series that nobody really thought they could take. Who was the MVP for you, Gordon, in that series for the Red Sox? 
Yeah, I think it's Kike Hernandez. I, I think everything he did, I mean, five for six in the game where they scored 14 and then got the um, the winning RBI right there to basically put him in the ALCS. I mean, he's he's kind of a spark plug. And, I mean, you look at guys like that. I mean, he plays all over the diamond, but, like, he's been obviously playing mainly center field recently. And uh, he's just – he makes them go. So when he goes, it's similar to the White Sox with Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson, when he goes, the White Sox go. I feel like when the Red Sox are playing and they're playing well, Kike Hernandez is in the middle of stuff. So he had a great series, uh, obviously a big RBI there to put the put the Red Sox in the ALCS, and uh, who knows what's going to happen now. For more Locked On Now reaction, including how the Seahawks will fare with Geno Smith under center, subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Coming up, the week of bad kicking in the NFL continued with Monday night on the line. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why spend 30% 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So go explore their easy-to-use website and find the solution to all your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. With the series tied at one apiece heading into Monday night's Game 3 between the Giants and Dodgers, something had to give. Unbelievable. I cannot believe what I just saw. The Giants just closed out a 1-0 win on the road in Dodger Stadium, beating that L.A. team, that loaded, stacked L.A. team. And the Giants take a 2-1 series lead, and they can eliminate the Dodgers and move on to the NLCS with a win tomorrow. Ben Kaspik with the Locked on Giants podcast. Obviously not a lot of runs to go around. The only run came via a solo home run by Evan Longoria. Hey, once again, home runs doing things in the postseason. And Longoria, he was probably the most unlikely person of all to do anything against Max Scherzer. Longoria had been in a huge slump, but the pitching and defense were absolutely the story of this game for the Giants. Alex Wood was really, really good, pitched into the fifth inning. And then Tyler Rogers went, you know, pitched in parts of three innings tonight. Jake McGee and then Camilo Doval, two innings to close it out. Doval with just, you know, nothing phases this guy. He doesn't even look like he's sweating out there. And then the last pitch of the game, it looked like Gavin Lux may have tied it with a home run. He sticks his arm up in the air thinking he hit a homer. And the wind, the crazy wind that was in Dodger Stadium tonight may have knocked it down. But a win is a win is a win. The Giants beat Max Scherzer with Alex Wood as their starter. So a mismatch in favor of the Dodgers. The Giants win the game anyway. And now they can move on to the NLCS with a win tomorrow. It's pretty darn crazy. So we'll break this one down on tomorrow's Locked on Giants, where it's your team every day. Jock Peterson blasted a three-run homer at the Atlanta Braves, beat the Milwaukee Brewers 3-0 to take a 2-1 lead in their best-of-five National League Division Series on Monday. Peterson's fifth inning shot deep into right field off reliever Adrian Hauser means Atlanta can now wrap up the series today with a home victory in Game 4 at Truist Park. 
And just a couple quick numbers here from Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reporter Tom Hardricourt. The Brewers lose 3-0 for the second straight game, and they now have not scored in 25 of 26 innings in which they have batted. A two-run homer by Rowdy Telez was the only time they have scored runs in this series. They are 0 for 26 with runners in scoring position. That is not how you win playoff series. After staying away for the first two weeks of the preseason, 76ers all-star guard Ben Simmons reported to the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia on Monday night. As the Sixers played the Brooklyn Nets, Simmons took a COVID-19 test in the arena, sources said. The initial test started several days of testing required by the NBA to clear him for a return to the team. Simmons, who held out in hopes of accelerating a trade, was on the way to exceeding $1 million in lost salary and fines by missing Monday night's game against the Nets. Simmons, 25, has four years and $147 million left on his contract. When all is said and done, you always follow the money. The Astros are facing renewed suspicions over sign stealing two years after being punished by the league for a scandal during their 2017 World Series run. White Sox reliever Ryan Tapera implied Sunday night that Houston may have been stealing signs in Game 1 and 2 of the AL Division Series after Chicago won the third game. The Astros have denied the claims and Game 4 was postponed on Monday due to weather. Game 4 will be played today at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for pro and college football action. Are you ready for week six betting lines? The Arizona Cardinals stay undefeated after a sloppy week five win against the 49ers, but they are two and a half point underdogs at Cleveland in week six. The New York Giants lost Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and Kenny Galladay to injury and a blowout loss to the Cowboys with seven of their 11 starting offensive players from week one injured. It's no surprise that Bet Online has them as 10.5 point dogs to the LA Rams for week six. And everyone wanted to write off Big Ben and the Steelers after a few bad weeks. I know I did. Now they look like they could have found a little bit of a rhythm. This week they face the Seattle Seahawks, and the Bet Online.ag line for this game is Pittsburgh minus 4.5. Remember, Geno Smith is the guy at quarterback. For Seattle, for all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget, promo code Locked On gets you that 50% deposit bonus. Here is another story you need to know. It was the Lamar Jackson show. He single-handedly beat the Indianapolis Colts on Monday Night Football 31-25. He throws for over 400 yards, four touchdowns. Also is Baltimore's leading rusher in the game. He's now fifth in passing in the NFL, eighth in rushing. Unbelievable stuff from Lamar Jackson. Joining me now from Locked on Ravens, Kevin Ostreicher. And Kevin, Lamar Jackson was incredible. The offense, the passing game especially was amazing. And yet they needed overtime to beat a team that ends up one and four. So what side of the coin are you looking at this from? You know, I think you have to take away the positives first and foremost. This was, you know, a game that the Ravens probably shouldn't have won all things considered. The mistakes killed this team on offense, on defense, special teams as well. But Lamar Jackson wills them 
to a win. 442 passing yards, a career high for him. He's on pace now for 5,165 passing Mm. yards throughout the course of this 2021 year. Also, 1,159 rushing yards. So this is a talent. This is a special, unique, amazing talent. And the whole thing with the Ravens and with Lamar Jackson, the narratives were if if you can get out to a lead, if you can make them play from behind, if you make them throw the ball, they can't win the game. The Ravens got down early in this one. They looked down. They looked done. They looked defeated. But they knew in their minds that they could come back and win. This is a team that believes in each other. Lamar Jackson didn't flinch that fumble on the one-yard line. Just all Mm. these different things coming into play, and Lamar Jackson and this Ravens team still find a way to come out with a win. It's exciting. It's incredible. And I I just, honestly, I don't know how I came up with those words because I really have none. Yeah, the, the the touchdown that wasn't that turned into the touchdown that ended up not being. I mean, one of one of the most bizarre plays uh, that I can remember, except that this was a weekend of bizarre plays. It took a missed kick at the end for the Ravens to even have a chance to win it in overtime. And they gave up over 500 yards to offense of offense to Carson Wentz and a team that has looked dead offensively. So what is your level of concern about this Baltimore Ravens defense that has taken some injuries? Yeah, you know, right now I think, Peter, it's around a five or a six. I'm not ready to hit the panic button, but it certainly was concerning. You know, it just it just felt like it was almost like the Kansas City game back in week two where if Patrick Mahomes got that football, you kind of knew it was coming. And if the Colts were to get that ball first in overtime, I think a lot of Ravens fans kind of knew what was probably going to happen and that the Ravens just couldn't stop anything. Anthony Averett, who had a phenomenal year up to this game, was just getting picked on relentlessly. The Colts were moving the football with East. The Ravens couldn't tackle, which has been an issue. You know, they have some stuff to clean up. I, I won't lie. You know, it's no sugarcoating that. But, you know, at the end of the day, Calais Campbell with a huge stop on third down. The next play gets a blocked field goal. So it was just the little things the Ravens kind of kind of pick and shows where they wanted to make a play. And those plays ended up winning them the game. But, you know, Patrick Queen has to play better. Marlon Humphrey got on him early in the game for a missed tackle. He, he's been up and down, but more down this year. This defense misses Marcus Peters badly. Just his veteran leadership, the ability he has to bait quarterbacks into bad throws. But they've been working with a lot of different guys coming in and out. Deshaun Elliott, really good safety, didn't play in this one. So, you know, this Colts offense, they've been dealing with injuries of their own, obviously. But... For right now, the Ravens' defense, for me, it's about a five or a six. If they continue to struggle against the Chargers in week six, then I think it kind of moves to, all right, what moves can the Ravens make maybe at the trade deadline to shore some things up? Yeah, your your defense is struggling coming off facing Carson Wentz, and, and for your troubles, you get to play Justin Herbert <laughs> in a team that just hung almost 50 on a very good Cleveland's Brown defense. So, I mean, just have fun. It'll be It'll be great, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, the Chargers look like a contender this year. The Ravens have an MVP candidate. I think the Chargers also have an MVP candidate of their own. So two great quarterbacks, but the Ravens, this has been, I think, the wildest start to a year through five weeks that the Ravens have ever had. Just drama, excitement, defeat every single week. And I'm looking forward to see what the Ravens have in store, although it might take a couple years off my lifespan. Coming up, why John Gruden leaving the Raiders was the only option. Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Right now, our limited time flavor, cookie dough chunk. Unbelievable. All of these are so, so good. And the, the flavors run the gamut. You like chocolate chocolate? They've got a double chocolate. You like extreme decadence? Peanut butter brownie, salted caramel. You like fruit with your chocolate? 
Generally speaking, I don't, but guess what? I love these flavors. The cherry, really good. Cherry barcia, so good. Raspberry, really, really good. And they're all covered in 100% chocolate. That, that I think helps. Anything covered in chocolate, I'm pretty much in on. But it's not just the chocolate, right? Because it's low in net carbs, low in sugar, high in fiber, high in protein. So it tastes delicious and is actually fuel for your body. Right now, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. It went from bad to worse for Las Vegas Raiders head coach John Gruden after emails last week came out of him using racist language against NFLPA President DeMaurice Smith. Now, more racist, misogynistic, and homophobic language being used, including against the commissioner of the NFL, has led John Gruden to resign his post as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Joining me now from Locked On Raiders, it's your boy Q. And Q, this story went at seemingly warp speed. We found out Monday evening, and within an hour or two, the announcement came that John Gruden was, in fact, resigning his post with the Raiders, what happened? I mean, that's a great question, and you're right. It happened so fast. I mean, it just went snowball uh, style. You know, Friday, we found out the news about Demora Smith, and you thought, okay, well, maybe if it's 10 years ago, maybe if he really didn't realize the way he said it, uh, even though as a grown man, he should realize anything he says. Uh, but you kind of thought, okay, maybe there's an out for him. Maybe there's a suspension coming. Maybe there's a fine coming. Then all of a sudden, the news started to trickle out Monday during Monday Night Football uh, that there's more and there's, you know, things against women, as you mentioned and detailed out. And then I just tweeted out, if this is real, then there's only one way this can end. And it actually was two ways that he could have got fired or he resigned. He resigned, you know, and that was really all he could do. And uh, there was just nothing. I mean, you can't you can't look the media in their eye when they're asking you, is there anything else coming out on the email? And they say, no, I have nothing. I've never done anything. I've never said anything. I was just a bad moment. And then all of a sudden, years on top of years of emails trickle out to the fact that it was 2018. You know, the first argument was, well, he wasn't even a, a member of the NFL or he wasn't a member of the team. He wasn't any of that. Well, 2018, he was, you know, and so uh, it's just it's a terrible look. Um, I feel like, honestly, he let down uh, uh, the organization. He let yeah. down the fan base and he let down those players in the locker room, you know, and, and it just it's just a terrible look and. Things that, you know, you do in the dark come come to light at some point. And, and it, unfortunately for John Gruden, for him, his sake, it came to the light. You know, Q, I couldn't help but think as this was all unfolding that, number one, there's a reason that the NFL settled the Colin Kaepernick lawsuit because in discovery, in a lawsuit like that, these emails were going to come out. Yep. And the other thing that I thought of was, okay, over the weekend, we, we heard a pretty bad racist thing that he said in a professional capacity and he didn't have to resign. He didn't lose his job. Now these other things come out. It certainly occurred to me, well, if he had just been racist, he could have kept his job. Right. Which is kind of strange, right? But I mean, that's, that's really kind of the, what it was. If he had just left it at what he had happened with Demora Smith, he probably would still have his job, you know, and, and, you know, it's just one thing on top of the other, on top of the other. And again, man, one of the biggest things that I really, uh, you know, and uh, upset about is the fact that 
he sat there and told us in the media, there's nothing else. You know, he was asked, do you feel confident that, you know, these when these uh, emails get reviewed, that there won't be anything else that comes out? And he said, yeah, because I'm not that kind of guy. And clearly he was. And clearly he is. And he was comfortable with saying what he said. Now, does that mean that, you know, he's a full on racist or he's a full on homophobe or, or anything else? Probably not. But he just doesn't have any kind of sense or common sense when it comes to saying he it took a real old school approach where you could just say anything and get away with it. But that's not the climate that we live in. That's not uh, acceptable. That's not okay, And that's not what the Raiders organization stands for. And so uh, either Davis was going to have to fire him or he was going to resign. And he ultimately just resigned. For more of my interview with Q, check out the Locked On NFL YouTube page. And finally, 35-year-old two-time NBA champion J.R. Smith, who has enrolled at North Carolina A&T as a freshman walk-on, shot a 12-over-83 on Monday in the first round of the Elon Phoenix Invitational at Alamance Country Club in Burlington, North Carolina. Smith walked off the course tied for last after six bogeys, four double bogeys, two birdies, and six pars. But he did pull up as a two-time NBA champ in his Bentley. So I don't think... He's going to feel that sorry for himself after this one. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms. Coming up Wednesday, will the Red Sox have their opponent for the ALCS? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.